Welcome, everybody, to Mysteries, Inc. I'm Spring. I'm Joe. And we have some fantastic stories for you guys today. Yes, we do. And we're going to play Rock, Paper, Scissors. Yep, see who goes first. All right. All right ready? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Oh, rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Oh, you won them. Ah! That's that rare. sucks. <laughs> that is a rarity, folks. All right. I'm normally a beast. <laughs> see, that's why I restarted things. I had to beat you. <laughs> I'm so excited to go. I thought I was going to trip you up with the scissors. No, the mixer just wasn't quite working right. Yeah, I know. That's what you thought. I thought. All right. All right, Joe, it's your turn to go first. What do you got for me? Ooh, all right. So today we are going to have some nun fun. Ooh, <laughs> uh, nun fun. Our first story, it's, it's actually a few stories in one, but our first story uh, is our home state. We are Wisconsinites. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> and our first story takes place in Kenosha. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the state, Kenosha is kind of the uh, southeastern corner there, by yeah, Lake Michigan, yeah. right on Lake Michigan. Actually, it's they get a lot beautiful. of storm action over there. <laughs> if you ever they, watch the radar, that yeah, area gets hit hard. It's always <laughs> getting pounded. Um, if you're a kid and you go to the school district in Kenosha, you're doing pretty well because you're getting a lot of snow days. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> so uh, we are going to be talking about. The Kemper Hall nun uh, haunting, and so pretty fun. Let like me just Edmund show you. Edmund Kemper? Uh, no, no, I don't remember. They what... might be related somewhere, huh? I, I think I let, let me take a look. But so I'm just gonna quick show you a little okay. picture here. This is what it currently looks like. So Ooh, it's currently really the Kemper Center. That's only one part of it uh, that you're seeing in this picture. Oh, here's a yeah. You can see the whole thing in this. It's Holy right on. Holy crapola! That thing is huge. It is huge. It's <laughs> That's right what your mom said. On Lake Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can see in this little picture, there's that little little observatory. Okay. Uh, dome here, this, the tower. That is where things focus on. That's where the action is, so, huh? Um, interestingly, like the, the the history of the the. The property is actually pretty cool. It was originally the home of Wisconsin's first United States Senator, Senator Charles Durkee. Durkee. I know. All I can, it seems like a, a Team America. Durkee. Um, so. I wonder if his family like traditionally were in charge of turkeys, but like there was a split when there was some kind of feud, and it's like, fine, we're not going to be the turkey family no more. We're the turkey the family. Uh, it's possible. I don't know. He was. Darsh. Uh, there was actually there's been a, a family of turkeys, a mama and seven babies. It's been hanging out. They pass through our area like almost every day. It's pretty yeah. Fun. I just saw them this morning. <laughs> So there are turkeys in the area, and he was like a early settler. So maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe he loved maybe, the turkeys. Maybe. Probably I don't know. <laughs> so he first settled in Kenosha, the Kenosha area, in 1836 uh, in a log cabin, when the area was actually just called Pike Creek. Uh, he was just like a straight up pioneer. Um, he was pretty involved Rugged. in a, a lot of Wisconsin Wisconsin history. Um, 
he had had kind of he helped pick Madison as the the state capital, and he's very involved. Oh, and he's I, oh, the I forgot, one. I, I forgot the, one. the Watertown hate of of Madison. And we don't this. hate Madison. It's just one of those things where like Madison took it from us, <laughs> and, and he helps. And now I know it's some Durky guy. It's Durky's <laughs> fault. <laughs> like, that's sad though, because I want to make fun of his name, but he's already it's already there. <laughs> so. He lived in this cabin, and then his first wife died. He remarried, and then he started construction on this new place that wasn't on the same spot, but he got this sweet property right on Lake Michigan. Absolutely Ooh. gorgeous, as you saw from the picture. Uh, the construction of this cream brick, 10-room, Italiente Victorian mansion uh, on this 10 acres of of uh, Lake Michigan began... Oh, did I not write that down? Well, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write down when. But again, mid 1800s, uh, it had a ballroom with an uh, a, a big wo- uh, ornate wooden wraparound porch. I'd expect it had a, less. a widow's walk that faced Lake Michigan, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so he had this pretty cool thing. He didn't live there very long. Uh, he, oh. he sold the property later to uh, St. Matthew's Episcopal Church after he got a job offer while attending Lincoln's funeral. He oh. was appointed. Oh. He was appointed the governor of the Utah Territory. So yeah, so he's like, I just built this house, but now he's even more famous out there. Yeah, um, <laughs> imagine that, attending a funeral. I wonder if he got a tax write out for you know donating it to the church. <laughs> I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. <laughs> so after the church bought it, they started to add uh, buildings to the property. They and they convert it into a female seminary. Ooh. So. Church-run seminary, teaching girls. Isn't uh, it intriguing that seminary and semen almost look exactly alike when written? I mean, they're not exactly alike, but it's so semen, uh, seminal. semen. It's all vowel. It always right reminds there. me of semina, seminal vesicle, <laughs> which I mean, semen. <laughs> Sorry. I digress. I digress. So let's keep going. <laughs> Just throw me up. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> the story that I, I originally read this story, a lot of the, what I'm what I'm going to be talking about today comes from a, a great book. It's basically just like a bathroom or a coffee table book. It's Weird <laughs> Wisconsin by Linda S. Godfrey and Richard D. Hendricks. It's an amazing um, book. It's a fun book. I enjoy it. <laughs> I've, I've looked at it for years. Uh, fun little tidbits. So it says that in uh, 1894, the science hall had been outfitted with the latest scientific equipment. Uh, which was pretty unprecedented for a particularly a women's school uh, at the no. time. <laughs> at the time, eighteen ninety four. So progressive <laughs> it was. Uh, apparently, Thomas Edison's great granddaughter received her edu- education from the, nice. the seminary. Um, I'm not sure exactly when that. Uh, probably later in its its history, because yeah, I mean, eighteen ninety four. Yeah. Anyways, so the crown jewel of of uh, Kemper Hall was its observatory telescope which i showed you was in that cool dome mm-hmm. uh and the the dome was reached by way of a five-story spiral staircase which <laughs> as the legend goes was said to be the nemesis that's so hated by uh, mother mary therese and the true origins of all of this like the the real facts aren't very well known this is all kind of just fun stories because there's no written record super fun <laughs> no written record of mother mary therese or Sister Mary Elephant. No, sorry. <laughs> Cheech and Chong joke. <laughs> Probably way over the heads of most of our younger <laughs> listeners. Um, but so it's, it's, a, it's a nun name that you, you could say at any kind of seminary and right. believe that she was there. It's yeah. a name that would fit in so perfectly. Mother Mary Therese. 
and mm-hmm. she was she's said to haunt the property. And the stories about her range from from uh, wild to mild, like <laughs> it is. Rhyming. So I know I, I I didn't write that, but I was like, I got wild right there. I gotta wild go for mild. it. Uh, Shit, so, <laughs> how wild was this nun? <laughs> she wasn't particularly wild, which is kind of why she was hated. She was known as a strict disciplinarian. Um, and so, in one telling of the story, <clears throat> she had um, fallen and died, and she was just pushed out of the window by some students i don't i don't know why did she like fall down the spiral stairs yeah. or something yeah. Yeah. oh no ba, da, 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 yeah and so they just pushed her out the window for some reason i don't i don't know why um but the most popular story is is uh pretty gruesome and so the, they all paint her as pretty mean she's a you know universally hated task or taskmaster mistress um but this is where the this is where it's wild all right so quoting from weird wisconsin one night, the story goes, the nun climbed to the observatory to fetch some books. To her shock, she found a group of girls lying in wait for her. The girls' eyes, dark and glinting with revenge, shoved the despised nun and her armload of books down the deep stairwell. <laughs> Mary Therese plunged to the bottom in a gruesome spiral of death, the books <laughs> fluttering around her. Before she hit the floor, the violence of the fall had severed her head from her body. Oh shit! <laughs> right? Oh shit! I was just imagining some like cartwheeling nun going down, and I no, told you her fucking head's coming. I off. told you it was wild. <laughs> the, the head then thumped down the final few steps before coming to rest on the bloodied black habit that covered what was left of All Mary right. Therese. Got to put her back together and t- put her back at the top. We needed to come start over. It's like a slinky, you know, start over, take her back to the top. We got to make sure she gets all the way to the bottom. I mean, the head's just perfect for rolling too. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So she's said to haunt the property. With but, or without her head? Uh, actually, both, I think. Oh, or, ooh, I think, snazzy. Both, I like how both. she has choices. Unless there's other nuns that are hunt- haunting it, because <laughs> there's apparently other ghosts on the property. There's ooh. said to be the ghost of a girl who threw, who threw herself off the tower after being separated from her boyfriend. Well, you know, like, she was disappointed, too. She saw seminary, and she was like, yeah, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that's where you send all the, the girls that, you know, they're, they're troublesome. Oh, and no, so you might have the, sex. Her to the we got to send you to a seminary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so there's her. Then there's another nun who killed herself by jumping into Cold Lake, Michigan. And, Fuck, uh, that's not a good way to go. Apparently the ghost of a man who died in a fire on, like, so there's the school part, and then there's like the mansion part. There's okay. the original property. Apparently, he died. I think when it was still owned by Durkee. Okay. Um, and so and he's still haunting the place. Yeah, said to haunt that part, the mansion place. So the school itself closed in 1975, and it's kind of like a banquet hall, like for weddings. And oh. there's a museum in the old Durkee mansion. I think in the seminary, in the seminary. Too. <laughs> um, you're just gonna ruin that for me forever. <laughs> Because um, it's a word that held such a high place in your life already. <laughs> uh, I mean, I never went to a seminary, but now I'm just You're going to go in there. You're going to say, oh, look, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was the long vowel, not the short vowel. Right. <laughs> oh, I've been pronouncing it all my life. Oh, no. <laughs> my grandparents say something about someone going to a seminary. Oh, they went to the seminary? <laughs> Uh, it makes sense why the doctor told me I needed some salmon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So <laughs> back in 1996, there was a local uh, paranormal investigator named David Schmickle. Everyone in this name in this story has a fun, fun name. Schmickle sounds like a Rick and Morty name. <laughs> um, David Schmickle took some photos that that. Uh, claimed to show ghostly shadows and images in a second story window Ooh. of the previous science hall. But I can't find a copy. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I can find it's all sorts legend. Of pictures, not the ones that claim to have a ghost. But okay. <laughs> but they're out there. They're out there. This becomes kind of a pattern, too. So, <laughs> um, so then, as part of kind of his uh, photojournalism thing, he invites a, a psychic from Chicago, Richard Crow. Uh, to the property to, to give his opinion on things, and he agreed that there was definitely something going on and theorized that the school's strict discipline was now manifesting itself in the form of ghosts, which I think <laughs> is kind of weird. Angry nuns just like, beating the semen out of everyone. Oh, <laughs> Girls don't have semen. <laughs> no, but they got them before they got in there, so they got to beat it no. out of them. Beat the devil out of them. Yeah. Like, that, well, now I've just got uh, Bob Ross in my head. <laughs> Beat the devil out of it. Smacking brushes. Uh, so there's actually another photographer who uh, reported something. This guy's Don Jensen, and he my reported name is to John seen... Jensen. My name is He's <laughs> Uh, he reported to uh, have seen something blurry fall from the science hall tower while snapping a photo from the observatory dome. Ooh. Again, no photo. No. <laughs> like I said, I it's a bad it. I swear, it could have been a, a bird. It could have been a nun. could have been a ghost. I don't know. could have been some leaves. could have been some know. leaves. But I bet you it was a ghost. <laughs> right. Uh, I, and it's uh, this was all reported in like the Kenosha, local Kenosha News, but on their side, I couldn't find any of these pictures, so... I'm left to just take their word for it. Uh, his camera had uh, inexplicably jammed while he was just trying to photograph oh, the spiral convenient. staircase. Well, not well. that thing fell because he was taking a, a different picture. But then when he tried to photograph the, the staircase, yeah. he couldn't. So, yeah. And Jensen had also cited another story that he had, had heard from uh, some performer who had worked there. Um, Todd... At the Kemper Center, because at this point it was a, you know, kind of hall. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Todd Becker uh, was working alone one day in the auditorium when his radio began cutting in and out. He then saw a short figure dressed in black before it vanished. Ooh. From what I could tell, this one had its head, so, or from the, the wording of it, it sounded, so it could have been the other ghost, the, the, the one who jumped in the lake, I don't know. <laughs> um, another local uh, interviewed for the book. Uh, Stephanie Ellen Powers. Hers, hers are pretty wild. I would never... And she keeps going back. So, <laughs> uh, so she had an experience with her friends while they are hanging out in the back parking lot one night around about 11.30. And quoting from Weird Wisconsin again, We were all sitting on a friend of mine's car when we heard a sound. It sounded like a scream or a high-pitched cry. When we looked up at the spiral staircase, there was a dark figure rolling down the stairs. Then it was gone. 
Whoa. <laughs> or they were really high. Because <laughs> what else are teenagers doing in, in a, a group in a parking lot at 11.30 at night? Drugs and alcohol. Well, it could be. Maybe, it was str- maybe it was stronger than pot. I don't know. Uh, on another night, we were all walking around the building, and there was an unexplainable shadowy figure crawling around the grass and up and down the walls of the building. Holy shit. Right? I know. <laughs> I would stop going It's a demon. There. It's a demon. Stop. I don't want to bring that shit home. If that's a nun that's even scarier. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, she goes on to describe like hearing a bunch of various yells and screams from the building it's like it's, uh, stop hanging out there or right. at least change up who you're buying your drugs from because that is some scary shit right oh <laughs> no so that is the Kemper Hall nun I kind of want to go check that out but in the daytime because I'm scared no, <laughs> so I found another notable nun with no head this one's oh. fun this isn't in Wisconsin though oh so <laughs> this is we only uh, had this 18th century oh well she's still haunting so okay. but this happened in, in 18th century French Canada um, New Brunswick Ooh. to be particular it's uh, the story of Sister Mary Anu- uh, Inanui it's Ian or oh, in Kanui, in Kanui. All right, I'm All not right. good French, <laughs> so please forgive me. But it's that in Kanui is French for unknown. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> it's unknown how to pronounce it. It's unknown by definition. Right. <laughs> Basically, she came to the Americas to help French colonists uh, in the area, and she had been in charge of an assistance fund to help the families of the colony. And she had like buried it, or she had hit, hidden it. And she so, was looking for work in the missionary position. Oh, jeez. You are just... <laughs> oh, part I'm of my phrasing, right you're going right hard now. on these nuns. <laughs> Sorry, that one was a good one. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Back to your so mission. So she was in charge of this assistance fund, and she had hidden it. And it said that one night she was attacked in an attempt to force her to reveal the location. And she refused and was beaten and beheaded. Holy shit. Her body was, her head was never found, but her body was sent back to France. (laughs) (laughs) France or Canada? It's it's French Canada. Okay. And so like, it was a French colony. Okay, 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 okay. She was, she was born in France. I believe she had family. I'm guessing she had family. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know, she's unknown too, so. All right, all right. (laughs) Uh, But, so it's said that she, uh, like some of these hauntings say that she, well, some t- and this is around the, the town of Miramichi, New Brunswick. She said to like be wandering around asking people to help her find her head. Well, no shit. How she's asking though <laughs> confused me. It wasn't clear on it. Well, she can't even sign language, right? Sign like... language, gurgling, spurting <laughs> out the top, pointing at the top, just like yes. <laughs> just imagine, just imagine a nun like like ghost coming up to you and just. Pointing where their head should be, and then shoulder shrug. Right, <laughs> like, like where I would be is confused. it? <laughs> With, without the, the the hat thing, I have no idea. It's a nun, even so. Um, and I would be like, oh my god, is it a mime? In other tellings, she has her head, and she's just carrying it around. Okay, I like that personally, because then I can at least tell it's a nun. Uh, this so, dark robe figure keeps pointing at. I, its I head just had to add showed... that because it was like, whoa, another headless nun. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my new punk band. <laughs> headless, another Headless Nun? The Headless num? Nuns. Oh, I thought it was going to be Another Headless Nun. Another head, could be. Now, I have a, one more nun or a story, Ooh. but and it's it's short and sweet, but I, I came across this and it was I couldn't find enough to really do a whole story on it, but this needs to, everyone needs to know about the Meowing Nuns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Meowing Nuns. Meow. Meowing Nuns. So, uh, apparently there was, uh, in the 18th? 
hundreds. Uh, let me look at it. There was a bunch of nuns that started meowing. I think the book was from the 1840s. Yeah, the book where it describes it is from the 1840s. Uh, have you ever heard of like the dancing plague? Yes. Where basically like it's a, a they just hysterical dance thing. until they die. They can't stop dancing. They it's, just keep it dancing. seems very similar to that where one nun started meowing and they all started meowing. <laughs> it's like um, owning huskies. <laughs> like one starts howling, then they all start howling. <laughs> Basically, and then these the the police or the the local soldiers had to like show up and threaten to beat them if they didn't stop because the townspeople were all mad. So more often than not, the source of this account uh, comes from the Epidemics of the Middle Ages, published in 1844 in London. The work is a compilation of Justice Frederick Karl Hecker, and uh, he has three books. One's The Dancing Mania, The Black Death. Uh, the Sweating Sickness. Oh, and apparently this other one. So four books. <laughs> four books. Four books. Um, and so, anyways, it, it goes like this. It's, I have read in a good medical work that a nun in a very large convent in France began to mew like a cat. Shortly after, other nuns also mewed. At last, all the nuns mewed together every day at a certain time for several hours together. They were bored! The, the whole cold surrounding <laughs> Christian neighborhood heard. And with equal chagrin and astonishment, this daily cat... Or, or they listened with equal chagrin and astonishment to this daily cat concert. <laughs> Oi, you hear that up there? <laughs> Is there a fucking cat? <laughs> so this cat concert, which which did not cease until all the nuns were informed that a company of soldiers were placed by the police before the entrance Shoot of the, the covenant, and they were provided with rods and would continue whipping them until they promised to <laughs> mew no more. Oh, don't spank me! Meow, meow! <laughs> yeah, this sounds like some, some uh, early European kink, but... Mm. Just imagine being a villager down in the town and just being like, Oi, you hear that? This could just be the birth of some kinks where it's like, I can't stop thinking about whipping those meowing nuns. Like, every fucking day at seven o'clock, they stop meow, meow. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's French. Crazy. You gotta say it with a French Sorry. accent. Every day, they are there. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. <laughs> I see exactly blue, not fair. And we, we go up there and get them. Whip them. <laughs> all right. So that's all I got for the nun fun today. We had a lot of fun with nuns. Oh, and then mine is just brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Mine had a, a nun's head getting ripped off. Yeah, but mine's not like a fun story. Mine is about history. What's fun about a nun it's getting its head ripped I, off? <laughs> She tumbled down the stairs like a slinky first. That's what's mm. funny about it. It's not that her head came off. It's just that she almost That's completed the, the slinky like thing. Like she like literally stuck on the stairs the whole five floors. That's impressive. And she almost made it the whole way with her head. I still think they should have stuck a stick inside of her, popped the head back on, and tried again. I was not gonna stay on that. Fuck that. <laughs> so. All right. What do you got, Spring? <laughs> mine is called Your Mummy's So Old because mine is about mummies. Oh, fine. And specifically the first mummies ever to actually exist. The oldest that they have documented that they found. Sweet. These mummies actually occurred 2,000 years before the Egypt ancient Egyptians started making theirs. They were from the Chinchuro people of northern Chile in, southern, in South America. Uh, the evidence of these mummies were found in 1983 by some workers digging around, and they found a cemetery of about 100 black mummies with human hair. 
2,000 years before the ancient Egyptians started making mummies, there were the Chinchuro people from northern Chile in South America. Now, interesting fact is that the oldest naturally mummified mummy ever found was found in the desert of Atacoma, uh, dating back to 7,200... Let me just say that again. Dating back to 7,020 BCE. And... Another interesting fact is around the same time there were uh, they found a mummy with a dotted tattoo along its upper oh, lip neat. like a mustache <laughs> and it's considered the fourth oldest form of tattoos Whoa. in discovery in the world. Neat. So I don't know what one, two, and three are, but number four is definitely. I know one in of the there. older ones. I don't know if it's in the top four, but there's a Peruvian mummy yeah. that has tattoos. So then we have. Um, these mummies date back to 5050 BCE and uh, they were uh, discovered by a bunch of guys uh, digging around in 1983 and they found a cemetery full of 100 black mummies. So that kind of led them to inquire more about how the heck did these get here? What is he even about? The reason they were called black mummies was because when they were found, they looked like mud covered human dolls or figures that had human hair and sticks sticking out of them. Wow. The black mud was one of the five different techniques that the Chinchuro people used in their journey to preserve their dead. They were very obsessed with preserving their dead. And they, so like I said, five different techniques. The Chinchuro people did exist between 5000 BCE until about 1800 BCE. So they were there for quite some time. They had time to experiment. Yeah. Um, One of the interesting facts, though, is they mummified everyone. It wasn't just okay. the royals or or people of power. They said that even people who were less useful were also mummified. <laughs> so like meaning like children, infants, um, miscarried fetuses. Wow. They believe that ba- children, baby, and fetuses were the first to be mummified by them. But then after that, it kind of um, they just started mummifying adults also <laughs> because it just kind of was a thing. Um, and they did men, women, everybody. It was no big deal. As um as I stated, there are five techniques that were used and perfected during that time. First is the natural technique. The climate in northern South America is arid and dry, meaning that adding some salt to the body uh, and leaving it out in the sun was a surefire way to dry it out. No effort needed. Just done. The mummies were still wrapped in reeds and given grave goods, and then they were buried. So that was one way. Second is they used the black mummy technique. This is where they got a little bit more creative. As I said, I love the brutal. Um, <laughs> the body is now prepared for mummification. So before they just threw it out, threw some salt on it, left it to go, everything dried out in the sun, then they were done. Yeah. This time they removed all of the parts. So like the head came off, the arms and the oh, legs, wow. and everything was removed from the torso. Then all the skin and soft tissue was removed and heat dried while the bones were dried in hot ashes. Wow. Once the body was dried out, it was reassembled. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I was why. wondering, but I, I don't know why that still made me so laugh. So the just... bones were tied together with sticks and held together, like it held the skeleton together. Oh, that's the stick. And okay. then they put the real face and the skin back on the body. Naturally. And like filled it with grass and leaves and dirt and animal hair. And they used a white ash paste to kind of paste it together and to fill up any spots. They also then recreated the facial structure kind of thing. Okay. Hmm. Um. Baby skin was often too thin for this process, so they would just use white ash paste to recreate whatever didn't survive. Um, after the body was put back together, a wig was put on it, and it was place a face mask that was sculpted 
So even if they had the face skin put back on the, the skull, they still put a different mask like a on death, it out of clay. Yeah, like a death mask. And then the whole body was painted with black magnese to add color. Oh, huh. fun. Uh, yeah, the fun continues. <laughs> <laughs> the third technique is called the red mummy. This time, they kept the body intact, but they only made small incisions to remove the organs. Okay. Only, only the head was removed still. Because they had to take out the brain and remove the fe- the skin from the face for some reason. All right? So once that was... <laughs> they were really obsessed with the heads. <laughs> the skin is then pasted back on and a what clay mask... accidentally put someone else's face on there? Dude, let's just hope <laughs> they had a bunch of faces ah, drying in the sun. You're like, oh, crap. Was this George? I think so. <laughs> we had a chariot massacre. And now we got to figure out how to put and everybody And Tony had a... A mole in a very similar spot. It's hard to tell now. <laughs> well, I'm sure they wouldn't admit it to it because they put that little mask thing over the fit cover of it, so it doesn't even matter. Doesn't oh, that's even matter. Why, that's the point of the mask. They probably mm-hmm. had two people complain. The body is then stuffed with whatever was within reach, just the same grass leaves, whatever. Cheetos. And they um they try to get it back to its original shape, so they'd even like tie the limbs to sticks and stuff like that, and use reed cords to sew up the incisions. And then the head was put back on the body along with a clay hat that would act as a glue for the wig. Okay. When everything except the face and, or then everything except for the face and the hair were painted red with red ochre. Okay. And the face and the hair were painted black. Blackface. I know. Come on, on, guys. All right. So then there's the mud technique. (laughs) The mud technique is very different from all the others because it kept the body intact. The soft tissue, organs, and brain all stayed together. They discovered that if you mix together dirt or sand with a binder like eggs or fish paste, it created like clay or gypsum or a concrete mixture. Yeah. So then they decided to stop taking the bodies apart and just seal it all up with cement. (laughs) And then they would take that and they would then shove it into a grave that they would also seal with cement. Okay. Researchers... researchers theorize that the reason why they did that is because of the rotting smells of all the flesh that they originally were just taking apart and waiting for the body to dry out it took a while and it smelled pretty bad so tupperware in the fridge you know (laughs) so they just preserved them huh well my question too was going to be like what was the purpose like did they uh, maybe we don't know but like did they mummify them so they could hang out with them later or i don't i don't think so to be honest, I think that they just kind of mummified them because, like... Sent them to the afterlife and, and stuff. I think it was probably preservation of the body. They didn't really... <clears throat> I didn't really see too much about it, but I kind of didn't push farther into why they did. I think it was just based off of they ha- saw the natural mummification, and they just kind of went with yeah, it. Fair. Because I mean, living in so the desert old, area, it's hard to, yeah, it's, it's it's hard hard to, to probably bury people, too, in the oh, desert. So yeah, shifting sands. And just with the heat and everything, it's just all of a sudden they come upon oh, somebody and yeah, they'd be mummified oh, and be like, oh, this is way easier, you know? And then they're like, well, we like this technique, but how do we change it up? Ed over there likes to dig up bodies and, like, take them apart. Let's let him check it out for a little bit. And then we'll put it back. We'll put it back together. No right. worries. <laughs> um, The last technique was more of an experiment than an actual technique. And I say that because it didn't get used very much. It was a bandage technique that was only used on three infants towards the end. Okay. This technique had aspects of both the red and black techniques. So the bodies were taken apart, arm, legs, head, and the head uh, put all back, but the head was treated like the red technique, 
in that it had the skin put back on and the black hat wig was put on. Then the body was wrapped in either human or animal skin. So they had evidence of both. And the Hmm. body was painted with red ochre and the head was painted with black magnanese. Magnanese? Yeah, manganese. Sorry. I think well, that sounds close. Manganese. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, so that that was the the techniques that they used, and like I said, this was all before the ancient Egyptians. But interesting that there was a wrapping method. Um, a few of the mummies are on display in a rotation at the University of Tarapaca Archaeological Museum in Arica, Chile. They rotate the mummies because what they have found is that. With the mummies being out now, there's too much humidity in the air, and the mu- bodies are becoming gelatinous. Oh, no. They're becoming like giant gummy bears. <laughs> so if you want to see them, I would recommend to do it soon, because we all know what happens to jello on a hot day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> But yeah, they have like at least 200, 300 mummies. I found a few articles on... Oh. Um, on cnn and nbc like just i i typed it into google because i found it inside of a book called uh amazing history mummies uh it's it's actually kind of a middle school level book but <laughs> i looked up more information online and i had uh i had seen that like there was a few articles that had talked about it and so they do look like clay dummies like yeah, they look like a doll kind of do but they would just tear them apart and then put them back together that's wild brutal and i mean it's no fun i, don't know, it's, I stuff, say it's necessarily but... brutal because everyone was already dead yeah but like the whole idea to just take somebody apart that just it's just weird like and we light people on fire this is why we have tv <laughs> <laughs> we're not sitting we around do. killing each other and like finding out how our body like we're not dissecting people as much you know, maybe once there was entertainment available, once they're pulling people apart, they probably got a good idea of how things fit together and worked. Well, yeah, and then <laughs> what happened to them after the 1800s? Who knows? Or mean, the eight, 1000, or well, before Jesus was born? Yeah, yeah, right. I, that's the way to learn, though. There was uh, all those bones under uh, Thomas Jefferson's house. Oh, well, that might be something different. <laughs> no, actually, it's because he was, uh, like procuring them for research or something. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Weird anatomical Ew. drawings. Or but when John Wayne Gacy puts bodies and bones under his place, he's considered a weirdo. I think if Jefferson <laughs> was dressing up like a clown and doing it, we nobody has it, evidence that he didn't. We would have. Nobody him a has evidence he didn't dress as a clown. And we caught him dressing up <laughs> as a clown. He would make a good clown. But <laughs> true, but we don't have any evidence. I mean, had, he did wear a wig. He had the the hair on the, the powdered side of the head. Or, thing and top bald kind of like clown thing and what if he was more jester like than clown i mean (laughs) maybe once again just dead bodies are interesting (laughs) (laughs) i am not violent i do not support violence but i enjoy reading about it every now and then (laughs) that's fair all right everybody heads falling off They could have stuck it back. That's why you wanted to stick it back yes, out of the stick. Yes, because they reassembled mummies back then. I see why. Okay, <laughs> fair point. And I also think about um, 
Sir Nicholas from Harry Potter and how his head just keeps on like falling like he's, to the side. He's nearly headless. Nearly okay. headless. Okay. Sorry. And then there's this this show with called Ghost. There's a BBC version and a uh, American version. And in there, there's a ghost that loses his head all the time. And it's just such a thing where like his torso just wanders around and his head is pretty useless. He's like, can you just turn me towards the window until Wait, my he, body finds uh, me? How is he, oh, the head says that. The I was going to say, how is he asking? Because it's the same thing with the nun. It got weird when his body got into an affair that his head wasn't a part of. It was kind of interesting. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got. <laughs> that's all we got today, guys. See you next See time. See you next time. For any questions or comments, you can find us at Inc on Instagram.